like a lot of creativity comes from constraints. Yes. You know? Yeah, and, absolutely. You know? Mm. And and without those constraints, without whether it's time mm. constraints or logistic constraints or whatever, um, you don't find new ways. Mm. And so, yeah, um, constraints are awesome. Like, they are actually what has made me discover new ways to do things. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Show Love, a wedding videography podcast where we'll be breaking down the creative process and hopefully learning some new skills that will all make us better storytellers. Uh, my name is Ben. I create wedding films under the alias Sci Project Films. And uh, joining me across the table for as my very first guest is uh, the one and only Jared Brandon from Perspectives Photo and Cinema. Jared, thank you for joining me. Hi, it's exciting to be here. So yeah, very exciting, cool. very exciting, very nervous. Uh, you know, for the uh, for, for the first time. That's all right. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, um, um, hats off to you for um, all right, having the balls to do this. <laughs> it's cool, you know. Like yeah. so, there's many many people overseas that are doing this and that about mm. everything, but it's cool to have a Kiwi um, doing something like this. Yeah, really I mean, really cool. Yeah, grows I mean, the community, and I like it. Yeah, podcast is something I've been wanting to, to do for a while, and um, yeah. I'm, Excited to see how it goes. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so for the first episode, I wanted something in terms of a topic that's uh, quite big and broad and juicy for us to kind of d- dive into and kind of what's bigger and broader than um, the c- 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 creative process in general, mm. really. Mm. Um, how we cultivate it, how we find it, how we, you know, uh, sometimes force it when it's not coming as easily. Yeah. And um, But before we get, get into the main topic, I asked you uh, to bring along... Uh, a scene from uh, from one of your wedding films for us to talk through, for you to sort of yeah. break it down and for us to figure out how you uh, how you created uh, yeah. the scene. So yeah. we're going to pop it on now, and I guess um, I'll get you to just sort of talk through what we're what we're looking at, and then I'll and we'll yeah. go into break, breaking it down. Um, maybe if I hit pause, yeah, um, just a bit of background to yeah, the yeah. film so you kind of understand it. it. Yeah, um, this is actually quite an old film. It's maybe. Mm five or six years old (laughs) but I like it um, which is why we're having a look at it now but um, we can get a bit more into the background of it in in some sense soon but basically it's a little story so the bride was we were chatting before the wedding day um, and the bride's like they live in Pukekohe and she works at a line red brewery and I was like okay cool and she goes and and my dad kind of likes that because he gets cheap and available access to beer and she was just telling us, like, when we sit down with couples, like, what do you do for a job? You know, that are just standard questions. And she just told us that. We're like, okay, cool. And we kind of just fold it away as something that's probably not really that important, but nice to know. And then um, this happened on the wedding day. And we were like, ah, oh, <laughs> it's all coming together. And so, which is why it made the edit in the way it did. Um, so, yeah, this is a little bit of a story about um, the bride and, well, the bride's dad, um, basically. And this is how it starts. So... Do we want to watch it fully first? Yeah, I reckon let let's play it for everyone, yep. and then and then and we we'll can go back and, and talk about we, it, and then we can talk through it. Okay, cool. Josh and Jasmine, 
don't like. You ought to raise your glasses and drink a toast for the evening to Greg and Samantha. But it was a good speech. Like, I love it. <laughs> like, the, he was just himself, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so first things first yeah, yeah. is what I want to know is in the morning yeah. when you're shooting him, yeah. uh, did you, because you got a lot of footage of him writing a speech. Yeah. Did you already have in your mind that you wanted to, you know, use this speech no. in the film? No, nah, so I, um, uh, in most weddings, mm. if I, because sometimes there's a really good story in speeches, mm. but you just don't always know how it's going to come out. And yeah. so if I see someone writing a speech, whether it's the bride or the groom or the dad mm. or anyone, I normally just get three or four shots just as an insurance yeah. because it might work out good. Mm. A lot of times it doesn't and I just don't use the footage at all. Yeah. So I didn't know quite what was going to happen later that night, obviously, yeah. but you just shoot it in, yeah. in case. Yeah. Um, and I arrive in the morning with plenty of time, so... Mm. Um, there's no rush, so yeah, yeah. Did you place him outside, or was he just outside by himself? He, I got there about nine in the morning, mm-hmm. and the bride was still in her pajamas eating wheat bix. Yeah, um, and I was like, okay, that's cool. Obviously, I'm not going to mm. be shooting you right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, but one of the reasons I get there early in the morning is because mm. there's always story that's happening. Yeah, and so he was literally just there. Um, this yeah. is a purely candid moment. I didn't yeah. tell him anything. Mm. He was just himself. Yeah, yeah. Um. Other thing I was quite uh, interested to hear your thoughts on was the music choice. Yeah. It's quite, I don't know if melancholic's the right word, but it's it's an interesting choice. It's, you know, it's got that like kind of sad horn yeah. through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, why did I choose that? Um, <clears throat> I just felt it fit. I just felt it was a little bit original and unique. And, and a little bit different mm-hmm. um, and maybe because their wedding was a little bit kind of like um, Westy kind of bogan so <laughs> yeah. um, and I just felt that music kind of just fit it a little mm-hmm. bit um, yeah yeah. Um, I don't, uh, sometimes picking music is a little bit just gut feeling um, I don't know if I can quite express mm-hmm. it in words but I just felt it fit really really well so yeah, yeah. and I guess one more thing would be um Was there any thought to trim down the sequence or were you quite set on being uh, quite sort of luxurious with his sort of belches and burps and yeah. sort of stumbles on yeah. like and sort of, oh, fuck, oh, yeah, right, yeah, sort yeah. of thing, you know, like yeah. there's there would be room to turn this scene into say a one minute scene rather than yeah. a two minute scene yeah. yeah um with how many like stumbles and oohs and ahs and all oh, yeah. fucks and you know yeah. stuff yeah or was were you always kind of set on really sort of yeah so stretching um, that out just to put it in context as to mm. how this fits in the overall mm. film so one of the options we have available is a 15 minute feature film yeah and so this is the beginning of a 15 minute feature uh, film yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's not like a, yeah. a so it's three minute highlights and the yeah. first two minutes is that yeah so it, um yeah. i have the opportunity to make it a little bit longer yeah, yeah yeah but a part of the whole story was um he loves drinking lion red mm. you know and yeah. and and i i hope i don't portray him and i don't think i did mm. as a drunkard or anything yeah. like that but he just likes drinking and yeah. people drink at weddings mm. and that's okay yeah, yeah. And and he had no filter, yeah. you know, and I didn't want to edit him to be this perfect guy that just delivers this amazing speech. I, yeah. I wanted it to be who he was, and I wanted to include the swear words. Mm. Um, I when he when he kind of had a little bit of a drunken moment, he's like, "Oh, sheesh, that's yeah. close or something." Yeah. I um, put an extra handheld filter in editing. Because it was on a tripod, yeah. but I shook it in editing ah, and I blurred it on yeah. purpose because ah. he kind of had a blurry moment yeah. in his head of going, oh, like, hang on, I need to refocus. Yeah. And if he needs to refocus internally, I need to refocus yeah. my camera. Okay, I want to see that, I want to see that. Is it here? So, oh, she's that's close. So, and so it, I shook the camera. and Is that blur fake as well? Um, I think 
in that one, it was actually yeah, because um, you can, can see, see me here. I, can see I was refocusing. Yeah, I can see on the focus. And so I think that 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 first one was yeah. fake. Oh, real. Sorry, yeah. but then yeah. I think I did it once more and yeah. I faked it in yeah. post. But that's okay. That's cool. I like so, that. But it just adds to the story. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. It gets inside his head a bit more. Yeah. Oh, that that's awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, how did the couple, especially like the the bride, especially, mm. um react to that scene she's okay. one of her favorite scenes yeah she loves it yeah yeah. Love it. yeah and kind of the like yeah. i don't know if we want to go go this mm. far but my style of filmmaking mm. is to tell unique stories mm. and that was you know i, I want to capture it as it really is you know yeah. and and she loves her family the way it yeah. really is and yeah. i i don't, I don't want to turn it into something that it's not yeah so awesome yeah, yeah. that's wicked man um anything else you want to kind of say about about this, um, move on. Maybe a little bit. So, um, oh, I, I could talk for hours on it, but mm-hmm. there's little bits like the first shot. Yeah. Um, so this is his home. Yeah. You know, this is mm-hmm. where she, this is their family home where yep. she grew up, mm-hmm. and I'll put him in the middle of the middle of the screen because yep. it's his home and, yep. it, and the whole home surrounds him. Yeah. But I'm outside i haven't because mm. the whole scene is about welcome to the family yeah. you know it's an inviting the groom yeah. into the home yeah at the moment the speech hasn't begun he hasn't been welcomed into the family so yeah, where yeah, do yeah. i put my camera outside yeah i'm not allowed in the yeah. in, in the shot in the home yet yeah um and then a little bit further once he's been welcomed in um then there's a shot from inside the home yeah so now we're in the home because yeah. now we're 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 welcomed being welcomed in, in. yeah Nice. Um, so little things like that. Yeah. Little things like they just add depth. The hundred mil, mm. um, right close up on him here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is the fact that like he's having a good laugh to himself. Yeah. He knows yeah. what he's writing. He yeah. knows the jokes. Yeah. And he's so zoned in to mm. to um, what he's doing. He's forgot about reality all around him. Yeah. He's forgot about the the dog and the person yeah. over there. And and he's just he's just inside his head, yeah. you know, as he's having a good laugh. Yeah. And so I'm like, how do I get inside his head? Mm. He's got tunnel vision. That's mm. his experience. So yeah. I'm like, I need to have tunnel vision. I need to shoot a little hundred mil to get yeah. inside his head. And you yeah. can't see anything else but just him. Yeah. So and you're so, thinking about that while you're shooting, or yeah. you're just getting random c- coverage? No. Yeah. 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 It's it's like mm. maybe some of it's a little bit um, just, just experimenting, cover, yeah. Yeah. but. Um, uh, I know how lenses yeah. um, change story, yeah. and I know I'm quite intentional about yeah. um, most of it. So, yeah. yeah. No, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, it's just yeah. little things like that, which yeah. is kind of subtle, but I, yeah. it just, as a filmmaker, mm. you just get a kick out of like yeah. just tuning the story and telling it a little bit better, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And then the line read, like my yeah. second shooter was um, just filming, and he happened to shoot mm. line read. And I was like, yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. cool. Like, yeah, I yeah. think this is a few years ago now, but I think that happened by accident. Yeah. But he would just happen to shoot it. And yeah. I was like, yeah, this yeah. is. Works good. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So Fantastic. That's, that's you know, that's, that's, it's, it's, it's a great little scene. Mm. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Alrighty. Mm. Well, should we move on to uh, the main topic? Mm. And so, yeah. So, main topic t- today was the c- c- creative process mm. and specifically the, the idea of kind of forcing it. Mm. And by forcing it, I mean, um, you can never really like force creativity, but in a sense, with this being our jobs and deadlines um, and deadlines and bride's <laughs> wedding, uh, there's times where it does feel like we need to force ourselves to be creative and yeah. make our work. Yeah. Um, so, to give people a bit of context, um, do you want to start with maybe how long you've been making wedding films, yeah. and yeah. if you know roughly how many you might have made? Yeah. Um, I was trying to think about this this morning. Um, mm. I think I bought my first camera in 2006 and mm. I was just making snowboard and skateboarding and prank videos yep. with my friends in yep. the uni days. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was 2009 or 2008 when I shot my first wedding. Yeah. Um, and so it's been about 10 years yep. shooting weddings. Yeah. Um, and I've always, and I think this comes into our discussion now, I've always wanted to make sure I don't burn out and I don't mm-hmm. book too many. Yeah. And so I've always done about 20 to 25 a year. Yeah. I've never wanted to go 30 or 40 yeah. or 50. Um, I just, I wanted a bit of longevity in my career. Yeah. Um, and I still have a passion for it now, mm. you know, yeah. um, because I, I, mm. I feel that's quite manageable. I, I yeah. don't get super stressed mm. and overloaded with yeah. edits. Um, I feel like I'm always managing them okay. Yeah. 
So roughly, if, if I'm doing 20, 25 a year, 10 years, well, 200, 10, 250, yeah. which is not heaps. Like some people, I'm like, oh, I've but, done five, 600. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, like yeah. it's not, not that many. Yeah. I mean, but it's still heaps. Yeah, like, yeah, I feel yeah. like, I mean, like, like I'm getting Numbers and numbers, like, but like <laughs> there, there comes a point where it's somewhat like people can say like you've sh- sh- done a shitload of wedding for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so... I guess to kind of to start at the beginning of your process, yeah. uh, when you meet a couple, what are some of the things going in your mind that start the creative process for you? Because I know with, with your, your, your films, a lot of them can be quite themed and um, customized quite heavily towards the, the couple and a wedding. If, like, if a wedding's themed, mm. you tend to kind of go all in on that, I've seen. Yeah. So do you want to sort of tell us a little bit about how you start that process? Yeah, it probably starts before I meet the couple, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so, and just the work that we put online. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, um, they get in touch with you because yeah. they're seeing the work online. Yeah. And yeah. so it's just been real selective about like, yeah. these are the films that I want them to see. Yeah. Um, and also, like, once they book with us, so there's still maybe 12 months before we shoot their wedding. Mm-hmm. And so there's 12 months to turn them into my ideal client, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? And so we're constantly blogging our work, and especially the good ones, the ones that I feel like like we've really kind of mm-hmm. had a perspectives yeah. thing like that, yeah. that I'm proud of, and yeah. in, a, in, in a direction that I want to go. Yeah. Um, I'll write 300 words with a blog, mm-hmm. and, and it's not just here is a wedding about Jack and Jill that got married at Grace Hill, and the day was sunny, and the yeah. guests had a great time, mm-hmm. and it's not cliche. It's more like. These are the cool things that I loved about this wedding. Yeah. You know, they were unique. You know, mm-hmm. they broke the rules and they did something that yeah. most people, they saw each other yeah. before the wedding or something. Um, mm-hmm. I loved how they personalized their vows or their this or their yeah. that. And do you think couples are reading those blogs beforehand? Yeah, yeah. they totally so, do. So they're kind of like getting an idea of how you work. How I work before, and, yeah. and what I'm interested in. Yeah. And, and and sometimes I say like, because mm-hmm. it's my pet little thing that I'm not really into drone drones yeah you know? <laughs> it's a bit cliche now mm. everyone's doing them mm. and I'm like I think there was a couple of weddings one Waitakere estate wedding mm-hmm. where I specifically said I was like um I didn't use a drone because I really wanted to capture their story from their perspective so mm-hmm. I shot lots of scenery shots yeah. but from their perspective as they yeah. saw it throughout the day yeah and so I'm that's that's a little hint to the bride that don't mm. expect drone photography from me yeah you know I do it a different way mm-hmm. and so it is in creating maybe unique edits mm. is is slowly turning the bride and getting to understand um, that to expect something that's a little bit different, you yeah. know. And they do; they watch my films before yeah, yeah. before they get married, and it hopefully helps to mm. uh, allow them to be not so just classic and oh, where's the first kiss shot? Why yeah. don't you put it in the film? And I'm like, because yeah. they've seen that that yeah. I talk about that, and it's not always there. Yeah, yeah. So, and so when you're meeting the couples, so. Yeah. So that's kind like, of hopefully yeah. before, yeah, yeah. but I, then obviously I meet them. I really, yeah, I like the idea of kind of like prepping prepping couples' expectations before they even meet you around mm. like, yeah, kind of like how you work and what you're looking for and mm. um, how you are going to look to capture this story, which is cool. Mm. And so when you do meet them, mm. what are you kind of looking for when you're interviewing the couples? What sort of questions are you asking them? What are you hoping to kind of mine out of that yeah. conversation? So part of the meeting is... The first meeting before they book, yeah, um, some book without a meeting or it's a yeah. Skype call or something. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, is is well first setting expectations, mm. and I think that's really important for yeah. us. Um, and we tell them we, we say, look, we aren't here to film your wedding day. Mm. We're not making a film about a wedding day because yeah. wedding days are the same. Yeah, people it's, yeah. It's get ready event. to get yeah. married. Yeah, yeah, they get married and they celebrate getting married. It's yeah. the same. <laughs> the whole, yeah. All two hundred yeah. have been yeah. the same. But I say, what's different about every wedding is you, mm. you know, and your personality. And we yeah. want to make a portrait film about yeah. people getting married. Yeah. And people getting married is different um, in mm. every wedding. They, yeah. they react differently, you know, their emotions and the dynamic and the personality. It's all mm. different. Yeah. And so, so again, it's setting expectations going, this is a story about you guys mm. um, and, 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 and how you interact with people around you throughout the day and how you emotionally engaged throughout the day yeah um and so part of part of the first meeting Mm. is kind of talking a little bit about us and saying this is what we're about and if you're in on this then let's do it yeah um we're not gonna just make an analog chronological capture of these Mm. all the events that happen on your wedding day i don't really care about the events that happened it's Mm -hmm. more the people 
um, that are there and the that are there. stories and the stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the first bit. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like, yeah, we don't normally talk a lot about, or I don't normally get to know them a lot in the first yeah. meeting. I guess it's more that second meeting. Yeah, the second like, meeting is yeah. where it happens so, more. So like the second meeting when you're kind of really figuring out the couple and kind yeah. of figuring out what's going to make them, yeah. you know, their film unique. Yeah. Um, yeah, how what do kind I go of, about that? Yeah, how do you go about that? What sort of questions are you asking? Um, I think, like, I don't want to dress it up like we have these amazing in-depth, like, two-hour dinner meetings where we just, like, because no. it's not yeah, like yeah. that. No, no, no. <laughs> um, there are some times where, like, I think most of it, like, we, part of it's a logistics meeting, mm-hmm. part of it's a get-to-know-you-a-little-bit-more, yeah. but it's not always, like, hey, we're into golf, you know, yeah. and we love playing golf, and that's mm. where we met, and da 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 da. Because sometimes, like, you can get Some, to know a couple really well, but those things don't come through on the wedding day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they might yeah. not get married at a golf course and see, like, yeah. how do you capture their story when it's not through the wedding day? Yeah. So, a lot of it for me is just meeting them and f- getting a feel for who they are as people and their personality. Yeah. You know, whether they're sitting really close together and real mm. lovey dovey, or they're a bit quieter, or they're mm. bubbly, or um, they have heaps of excitement, or. So it's more just getting a gauge for just the type of person they are, yeah. Um, um, as opposed to knowing lots of specific things about yeah. them. Um, uh, we do just have general chats about, um, you know, what's important to you on your wedding day yeah. and things like that, mm. and what do you like about our work, and that, oh, we really like how you do this or that. I'm like, oh, yeah. cool, and I can get a feel. And sort of hone in on what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, I think the one other thing on that though is we do give them two questionnaires. Yep. One is what we need to know about you and your wedding day. And mm-hmm. that's phone numbers and addresses yep. and schedules yep. and stuff like that. Logistics stuff. Logistics. Yeah. And the other one is what we want to know about you and your wedding day. Yeah. And that's where we ask more open-ended questions like, you know, who are some of the characters in your family? Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of pers- what kind of um, habits do you guys have? You know, like when you get nervous, like how do you react? Da-da-da-da, you know? Are, are, are you, do you love your playstation or yeah. do you have a, a dog that, that you really like or and so that's where they do talk um through questionnaires a lot of more about just mm. who they are you know yeah. oh, i'm a i'm a daddy's girl you know yeah. you know and my dad is we just have such a tight connection i'm like mm. oh cool i'll definitely yeah. focus on that yeah. on the wedding day yeah. and you, with that with that sort of more personality questionnaire are you, are you doing that in person or uh, it's of, online it's online so you get yeah. them to sort of fill it in yeah yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not like the most like extroverted, great conversationalist. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I struggle yeah. a little bit with that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so the, you are. <laughs> um, the online questionnaire yeah. um, definitely helps yeah. and they, mm. they can take their time and just yeah. talk to me through that. Yeah, cool. And um, what happens when you're meeting the couple, you're there, you're sort of asking these questions and nothing's really sticking for you. How do you go about kind of pre-visualizing a wedding when there's nothing obvious there? Because I know I've come yeah. across that with, with couples where it's just like they, they don't have similar hobbies or um, they're not. There's no unique there's, theme. There's no, unique, there's no like theme in the them. wedding. It's like you know, two people who are in love, mm. they're getting married, mm. they're at a venue, you know, mm. do it some vows. You know, it's often even not even not like a religious service. So there's nothing sort of to, you know, lock into there. Mm. You do sometimes get those couples. So, mm. what do you kind of do to sort of pre-visualize before those sorts of weddings? Yeah, looking back at like a year's worth of mm. edits, I would say yeah. maybe twenty to thirty percent of my couples are kind of just vanilla. Yeah, <laughs> which sense. is like which is like like shady to say, but it's sometimes it no, just is. It's like it just, yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think like. I have a little saying like let the move let the story move you before you move the story. You know, and if mm. if if this if the couple is a little bit, let's just it's a harsh word to say, yeah. but vanilla, yeah. Um, then we sh- we intentionally shoot a vanilla edit. Yeah, you know, we make it beautiful, mm. and we put lots of time and energy into yeah. it. But we're not going to try and turn it into something that it's not. Yeah. And we say to our couples before the wedding, I say, look, if you want a really relaxed, mm. fun wedding, then we will do our best to capture that and give you an edit that's yeah. fun and relaxed. If yeah. we say if you want it really glamorous and rich. Mm then you've got to make it that yeah. and we'll see that and give it back to mm. you. If you want a really traditional by the book wedding where mm. your vows are in sickness and health or death to us part, yeah. then we're going to give that back to you. We're not going yeah. to try and force some uber creative something on yeah. you if that's not who you mm. are. 
And some couples really do want just the traditional, standard, maybe fairy tale kind of yeah. just classical thing. Mm. And so we give it back to them and they yeah. go, man, that was us. We just love it so much. Mm. It's perfect for us. Yeah. And it doesn't mm. always push my buttons. But, but it doesn't the, have yeah. to. It's no, just it got to be right yeah, for them. them. And I guess that's too around going back to your process on what you do before the, the wedding. It's around both balancing expectations so the couple know what they're getting in mm. for and know yeah. what to expect from their wedding film around like the film's going to be a representation of the day it's not going to be a glamorous film if it's a kind of like yeah and um, i'm not going to force wedding. i'm yeah. not going to force like a super romantic yeah. track on them like i used to yeah. eight years ago yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um if they're just a bubbly fun couple yeah exactly. you know yeah. I, 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 but so. yeah but you could if you didn't manage those expectations like People could maybe just expect something, and uh, no, it just doesn't and, work. And it just doesn't work. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess there are those probably those times where we kind of fall back on, I guess, the more like I don't know, I don't know if generic's the right term, but kind of like our stock standard ways of of doing things. Yeah, and and there's and, definitely and, and I think, that are like that. Yeah, and I think what's important for people to know is that it's the like all the like the creative fun like um portfolio weddings those sorts of weddings are making your generic films better because it's like you're experimenting you're trying out new things and you're like kind of quirky wedding films yeah and you're kind of naturally bringing that into yeah, the more yeah. um and that's kind of just yes yeah, yeah standardy ones and that's just yeah. sort of developing your style yeah. more and more so it's yeah, kind it's of like totally. They both kind of work. It's a good, it's a good work point. hand in hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, sort of for the, so for, for the flip side, the weddings that do have an obvious kind of quirk. Yeah. Or not as so much a quirk as an obvious, um, I guess theme or something. Theme or a hook or something you know you're going to like lock into in, yeah. in the edit. Yeah. Um, how do you start to sort of sketch out those ideas before the day? Like, what are you doing before the wedding to kind of like. Uh, lock yourself into how you're going to capture that on the day um it kind of depends something sometimes it's not a lot like i'll say to because there's always two of us mm. in film and i'll yep. say to my second shooter because he doesn't come to the meetings with me yep. he just or she um um but i just give them a, a general energy about mm -hmm. it like yep. sometimes i'm like hey they met at this is the wedding not having you edited but they met at a weightlifting thing and they yeah. have half of the guests are weightlifters yeah. and they're going to do some weights in the morning so I'm like yeah. hey look make sure yeah. you get there early and we shoot some of the weights yeah. you know so we do there's sometimes where I'm like no mm. we definitely have to shoot them walking the dog yeah. or something mm. like that so we can be quite intentional about those things yeah um, other times it is like we shot a wedding last week and um, the um, black, like yep. black, black Zimbabwe mm. and yeah. black. Yeah. And um, Isaac and me got to the girls' place mm. and there's like 12, 15 just Zimbabweans and mm. they're playing their music dancing. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is so different. Yeah. And me and Isaac looked at each other and smiled going, this yeah. is cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is so, I loved yeah. it. Mm. And, and, and they were just dancing and having a great time. In the morning, the mum was yeah. having her hair done and she's kind yeah. of still dancing with the rest yeah, of yeah. her body. Um, and so I filmed it and I, uh, I, I just um, filmed the back of the screen on my phone and sent it yeah. to my second shooter going, hey, yeah. this is the energy that I'm kind of feeling in the yeah. morning. How about you? And he goes, yeah, same. They're yeah. dancing, having a good yeah. time. So we shot it a little bit wider, a little bit yeah. more loose yeah. to make sure we're matching. But yeah. just letting the story move you before you move the story going, this is yeah. what I'm feeling. Yeah. Let's go in this yeah. direction. But I like that that little trick of um, shooting the back of the screen so it's like you're keeping in check with your second shooter. So Because yeah. it's, uh, it's like in the edit, you're probably going to be jumping back and forward between yeah. that. So you want, that, want them to match if we you can. want that footage to be, um, you know, con continuous and have a, yeah. have a similar vibe. So that, that that's yeah. a really cool little yeah. little trick. Yeah. Um, what was your question there? Because I don't know if I answered it properly. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's what you do. What do I do beforehand? Before. So prepare. for example, if you're... If you know you've got, say, oh, yeah, for example, the weightlifting yeah. um, thing. I like, are you watching like weightlifting videos or like yeah. pump up sports videos? Or, like, are you doing anything to kind of like adapt your style specifically more than simply capturing? Nah, um, nah, not mm. really. Like I said to, oh, I had a new second shooter this year yep. and she hadn't 
like oh, I've shot a few mm. weights and stuff yeah. like that for different mm. commercial events and so yeah. I've kind of got a picture in my head about what it could look like yeah. but I said to her I said mm. hey here's like five different kind of shots that you mm. could get so it gave yeah. her a little bit of an yeah. idea to get going um, but our style is kind of quite handheld yeah. and so we just go with the flow mm. and like when I got to the venue and saw the weightlifting mm. garage like yeah. it was nothing what I expected I was like yeah. whoa like you've just got to work with what you got yeah. you know <laughs> like it was messy and there was yeah. tools everywhere yeah. and car tires and it wasn't a clean weight yeah, room, yeah. you know yeah. so you just kind of you can't um, you can't put you can't bring an idea and just force that idea you have to yeah. kind of accept what's there mm-hmm. and just work with it yeah. so and so yeah what goes through your mind when you sort of you've you're pre-visualizing an idea before the day and you get to the day and it's it's not going to work. What's going through your head there around like problem solving? Um, For example, the the weights room, because you probably had an image in your mind about like, okay, I'm going to shoot this, like this weights scene. Yeah. And I'm going to get, get there early and, you know, film them doing the weights. And then you get there and it's not what you had in your head. What are you doing to kind of like correct for that? Yeah, I think you've just got to go with the flow. Like you can't, yeah. you can't push something that's not there, you know. And if it's not working and it's not the way that it, you felt it panned mm-hmm. out, like sometimes I feel like, man, the couple are really bubbly in the meeting mm-hmm. beforehand. You know, it's going to yeah. be quite fun and mm-hmm. happy. And then and on the wedding day, they just the nerves hit them or something, and they're just yeah. not themselves. Yeah, which is quite—it's not unusual mm-hmm. for that to yeah. happen. A wedding day is something they've mm-hmm. never experienced before, mm-hmm. and they kind of go into their shell. And you've just got to work with what you've got, you know. Yeah. You—I think the worst thing you can do with video because it's mm-hmm. so real. Yeah, photos you can fake it, but more video mm-hmm. is so real. You can't fake moments. Yeah, you've just got to let them be what they are. Yeah, and 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 I'm not gonna tell them. Oh, you, I'm not gonna force them to be my vision and just go into the mold mm-hmm. that I want them to be in. Yeah. I've got to, again, listen to them mm-hmm. and get their, get their energy and then just work with what I've got. Yeah. Um, it's the best way to go to, mm-hmm. otherwise it gets cheesy and forced. Yeah. It just doesn't it, work. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm similar. I don't really like kind of direct couples at all, or like tell them to do anything or like kind of craft scenes or anything. Cause yeah, I agree. It just comes off as forced and like these people aren't actors no you know? like totally. it's going to come off as them like pretending to, to do something there's a little bit where yeah. i'm starting to change that a bit where i do give them a little bit of direction in certain parts and yep. i create little scenes yep. that otherwise would never have happened mm-hmm. but it's always been inspired by them yeah um there's one that i finished recently called i titled the film my default bff mm-hmm and it just came through the speeches, the story about yep. how finally the bride accepted that the groom is, is her default BFF. Yep. You know, yep. finally you made the cut. Yep. Yep. Yes, I'm your default best friend. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so we shot a little scene at the very end of the night. We we're like, we're going to stick around to the end of the night. Yeah. And where the couple just leave the reception mm-hmm. and just walk off to their car. Yeah. And we knew, th- we, we got a vibe that it wasn't going to happen how we wanted it to. Yeah. Um, we'd mic them like half an hour before mm-hmm. so they'd forgot that they were wearing mics. And I, yeah. I said to the groom, I said, hey, look, when you walk outside, um, don't just have general chit-chat conversation because mm-hmm. I knew I'd, I'd yeah. like them. Um, and I said to them, ask her again whether you really are her default BFF. Mm-hmm. So I'd taken something, I, I was inspired by them, yep. I'd taken something that came through mm-hmm. the speeches and then I'd ask them to just open up that conversation again. So they had yep. that conversation and it was amazing and it was just unique in them and it didn't feel forced at all because it was inspired by them to begin with. If that makes sense. Yeah, so no, it's kind of, yeah. sometimes I am moving the story, but yeah. it's in a way that they're already going. And so yeah. it works and it's yeah. natural. It yeah, that's works. cool. I like that. And it's, and I like that the way you sort of uh, counteract the, the fact that they're like not sort of actors and it can come across forced where you mic them up half an hour before rather than a minute yeah. before. Yeah. So that they, and I did it forget. individually so they didn't know that each other was being mic'd. Yeah. You know, things like and that, that. And th- it's things like that where, you're yeah counteracting that whole like yeah awkward i'm being filmed and i am yeah. acting like i am being filmed kind yeah, of, yeah, kind yeah. of robot w- thing that people kind of just i work really do. hard to make sure that yeah. they, they feel and, really comfortable and so. new zealanders do it a lot more too because we're just naturally more just Stuffy. awkward and not as like <laughs> great in front of the camera and stuff um i guess okay to sort of transition now into um the editing process mm. and because I, I feel like this is where uh, people more feel uh, 
the pressure around forcing creativity because it's like when we're in the height of wedding season and we're shooting and we kind of got that adrenaline rush of shooting um you know things kind of just flow um yeah yeah. but it's often in the editing room where especially um, at the back end of the season the the back end of the season when we you know (laughs) when we've when we've done you know 10 weddings but we've got 10 more to go yeah um what are you do you have any kind of uh workflows systems in place that help you kind of manage that yeah uh that feeling of pressure yeah um this is a little bit of a cheat answer but it's kind of not but the last two years of uh um someone else has done most of my editing yeah so I've outsourced it all mm-hmm. <laughs> and kept a close eye on it yep. and it's awesome mm-hmm. and no worries. And so in some sense, I've actually had a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't yeah. felt that. Yeah. Um, but this, this, oh, that was mm-hmm. two or th- two and three seasons ago. The last, the, the season we're currently in, I've yep. been editing because yep. I didn't have him there mm-hmm. anymore. Um, and so I kind of have felt that. I've yep. been way busier than normal. Yeah, yeah. Um, how I manage it, again, I just don't book too many. Yeah. So I book what's mm-hmm. comfortable for me. Yeah. Um, but... I try and spread them out. Like I don't do like eight hour editing days Mm because it's just too much for me. And I just get, I don't know, like burnt out. I just get burnt out. Like I could work eight hours on a production line, just Mm -hmm. pulling Marmite jars and put them into a box or something like that. Mm. And that's fine. But creativity just, Mm. I don't know. It just takes more energy, you know, and you can't, you, you, I can't do long stints Mm. just day after day. Yeah. So I do just spread it out. Yeah. And I think that that's a, that's a good, trick for people who feel like they are getting burnt out and because i've got a sort of system similar to where i sort of split my work day um up into sections and i've figured out that the morning for me is most productive for creativity space so editing or similar um and so from you know eight till 11 is my editing time and i don't really edit in the the afternoon and that keeps my brain kind of fresh for the creative stuff to come when yeah. the brain's you know switched on working and then the afternoon when i'm getting tired i can do yeah. emails and yeah. fill up my taxes and yeah, you know yeah, yeah. do all that kind of other stuff that you have to do i think i think for me too this sounds i don't want to sound i don't know something mm. but um i can't edit when i'm stressed like yep. you know when i've got a lot of to i've got a big to-do list mm-hmm. i just can't edit i've yep. just got to get through that to-do list i've got to clear my mind i've got to clean up my room yeah um before I can start to yep. edit, and I've got to feel just comfortable and relaxed. Yep. Um, otherwise, I, I can't edit, and so yeah. Yeah. I know that, and I've just got to make yeah. sure I get into the good yeah. spot in my mind before mm. I can. Yeah, you work. know that that is that is such a thing. I think for for people who are just like because there's that there's often a two, especially at the start of an edit. There's the whole like blank canvas syndrome thing where it's just mm. like what am I? What how, am I, this how, do I even, how do I even start? Like and. I think for people who are stressed and um, sort of freaking out, it. I think the the forcing the creativity can be more of like forcing all the other distractions out of the way, rather than just sitting in front of the editing thing and going waiting for it to come. Attack the t- to do list, yeah. like get your emails sorted, mm. and then come back when you're fresh and you're feeling like there's less kind mm. of stress. Mm. Which yeah, I guess is. Yeah. I suppose it's yeah. just under like everyone's mm. different mm. in the way that yeah. when they're good to edit. Yeah. But it's just acknowledging all of the things that prevent you from yeah. being in the zone and just mm. making sure you get them out of the way. Yeah. Because so you can yeah. be in the zone. Because when I pitched this um, this topic to you around the idea of like forcing creativity, mm. you did sort of come back to me and sort of say like you can't really force creativity, and you I guess cultivate it. I yeah. Cultivate. It. And <laughs> I guess this is kind of what we're talking about now around like. Yes, we have to force creativity in the sense that it's We've our job. We've got and deadlines stuff. and it's our job. But I guess the forcing it comes from like forcing a mind space and a workspace um, that allows for relaxation. Mm. Because it's yep. like when the stress is there and when you feel like you're okay from like now to now I have to do something mm. and you mm. know, like it's it often can't come because like this idea of creativity is often mm. quite fickle and mm. um, hard to grasp. And mm. uh, for a lot of us, our, our creativity kind of comes from our gut around yeah. like our taste and, yeah. and especially like looking for music and stuff. It's like, you don't really know 
you can't like put your finger on it but yeah. it's you know so you see so you're, you're tapping into quite a subconscious thing yeah um and so i think yeah the, the forcing it comes from more of a allowing yourself to yeah be relaxed and tap into that more subconscious just a, something to say mm. there like there are times like if i'm editing speeches or the ceremony or i'm culling footage or yeah. i'm just creating footage that's, i don't need yeah. my brain to be on no because that's not necessarily a creative it's thing not creative. Just, yeah because ju- it's ju- just ju- that, that, that that building the yeah. highlights edit that's yeah, yeah. the creative bit but just because <laughs> you're you're in in an editing suite doesn't mean you're necessarily doing something creative mm. like yeah and and what i tend to do is front load a lot of that that bulk stuff so obviously not grading because not grading beforehand but like when I um, get my footage and like the first thing I do is okay, I'm multicam everything, mm. um, uh, go through, like, find all my like speech highlights, pull out the vowels, like do yeah. you know sort of do all that kind of like brute force stuff, like yeah, pull yeah, out yeah. my selects, yeah, um, and because that way when you're in kind of that creative flow, you know, like the yeah. the, the mystical like yeah. the, you know um, <laughs> flow state, yeah. Um, there's nothing stopping you. Yeah, you know, you've yeah, got, you've got you, it all you, ready. You've got it all yeah. ready, and it's, it's all it's all good, good to go. Yeah. Um, and is there anything else um, in the editing process that you that kind of helps keep the ball rolling for you around? Like, if you know, you're feeling good with you're in a, you're you're in the zone with um, uh, with editing your highlights film. What's maybe something that kind of kicks you out of that and gets you distracted or that you know you've done to help keep you in that in that so flow state probably the first bit mm. is the distractions and yep. i struggle a lot with this yep. um and it's just I, th- I think it's just facebook and social media and yep. just having the internet there to distract you mm. you know and i i, I struggle with it you know mm. i'll do two three minutes and then yep. there's this this habit that my brain goes oh yep. You've got something to do. You need yeah. to go and have a drink or check the letterbox yeah. or or check your Facebook or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. And and I actually really struggle with it. Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. just blocking that out and yeah. doing a good twenty minute stint or hour stint or something. Yeah. Um I yeah. I do get distracted yeah. really easy and, and it's and because <laughs> there's often little little hiccups that are that can sort of trap you, like things like if I go to stabilize a shot. Yeah, and then you and wait 10 you wait, seconds. And then I was like, oh, no. while I'm waiting, I'll just go on Instagram or go on Facebook. Yeah, or five minutes later. Five minutes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit, and what was like, I doing? Yeah. I was stabilizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, and that, so I think, I mean, I'm, I've been okay with it this season, but I'm thinking about if it gets worse, there's there's apps you can get that kind of like block you off social yeah, media. Self-control certain, or self something control, like that. Yeah. There's, there's an app called Self-Control. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I think... Yeah, like Apple, like Apple even have stuff built built in, but um, yeah. I mean, I've been wary around that because it's stuff that I kind of just like often just need on Facebook if I'm yeah. to like look something up or get a photo off someone's thing or Same. something. But you know, there there are those options there if you know that you have a problem with being distracted by yeah. things like social media. There are tools that you can use to kind of like block yourself off and kind of like force yourself into. It's, um, it's those, amazing those, though. Those better habits. There was once was a little bit of a sidetrack, mm. but <clears throat> I can't remember how it happened. But I, I think I just forgot that there was a deadline due, mm-hmm. and and a couple were like, "Oh, where's our film?" And I was like, yeah. "Shit, I haven't yeah. even started editing it. I just yeah. completely forgot." Yeah. And I started like seven in the morning, yeah. and I got it was just ceremony edit, speeches edit, and a highlights film. Yeah. And I knocked the whole out in a day. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, man, when you when you really yeah. put your mm. mind to it. Yeah. You know, like ceremony, two hours, speeches, two hours, do a cull, that's two hours, yeah. find a song, two hours, and then yeah. edit the highlights, three yeah. hours. Yeah. Like, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, when you put your mind to it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, with your sort of daily work schedule, are you quite strict with your day, or do you kind of, like, I around? I... Um, depending on my emotional state as yep. to what I do. Yep. Some days it's like 4pm and I'm like, cool, I was going to edit at night. Yeah. But something just unsettled me through the day yep. and I'm just not there mm-hmm. mentally and so yep. I just don't edit. And yep. in some sense I feel it's, I, I owe it to my clients to be in mm-hmm. a good space before yep. I start editing. Yeah. So, nah, it kind of just, I just go with the flow. I don't have any strict yep. structures. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah. If, if I feel I, I am in the zone, I go in mm. and do it. And some yep. days I, I spend a couple of days doing other things going, mm. you know what? I'm just going to do emails today or whatever. Yep. Cause I'm just not there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause 
I, I, have, I kind of have yeah. that luxury. You know, yeah. I don't book myself out crazy busy. Yeah. I do allow myself mm-hmm. a bit of freedom and I like the lifestyle mm-hmm. of not being crazy busy. And so yeah. I, I have the, I can yeah. afford to do that. Not everyone yeah. can. So, mm-hmm. And, um, cause yeah, I, I used to work a bit like that, but, um, when I went full, like full time with this and, um, i my wife works full time at a job at mm. the Maritime Museum. Mm. Um, I had it in my head as like, I want to treat this like a kind of like quote unquote proper job. Mm. Mm. And I don't want to be kind of like editing all through the night and things like that and being sort of... You want to be a bit more disciplined. I want to be a bit like more that. disciplined, um, which can sometimes be at odds with being creative because mm. you can feel creative and that's sort of at mm. seven o'clock at night. But I kind of... Um, force myself into I found this workflow that worked quite well for me where yeah I found that I was good at editing the morning so I sort of sectioned out Mm. bits in the morning and kind of like crafted this more traditional kind of like eight hour work day for myself that still fits with me creatively but it means that you know like come 5 36 o'clock when Michaela walks in the door you can spend time with her yeah I'm spend time with her I'm done and I'm not kind of like because if I'm just like allowing myself to wait for creativity to come. It might come at seven o'clock at night, but that's when I need to cook dinner. Yeah. And then that yeah. creativity period is gone. Yeah. And, then, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I found for me that kind of almost a more kind of brute force idea of like forcing my yeah. creative time yeah. Um, yeah. has kind of worked for me yeah. uh, just in the way I, with my kind of family life, yeah. um, I kind of wanted to craft Part of me would Mm. like to Mm. be maybe as disciplined Mm. as you, and it sounds a lot more professional Mm. (laughs) to say that, you know. I have strict hours and you're really disciplined. It's it's, it's a lot less romantic. It's not the kind of like creative romantic idea of like waiting for the experience to come. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, My lifestyle, like mm. I don't don't have a wife who comes home at 5 p.m. You know, I have just a bit more free time. So I just, that's how it is. I guess like the area of the day that you have to work with is is bigger. Is bigger. So 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 I just choose it a bit more. Yeah, you can choose it. You can be a bit more fluid around um, those times where you do feel good Mm. to do that more creative work. Yeah. I have a, I'm not going to get into it here, Mm. but a hobby that I hope to turn into Mm. a job one day in something else. Yeah. Um, uh, But if that happens, like Mm. I'm going to have to be so more disciplined, you know, (laughs) it's just, but I guess, I guess it's just working with what you've got at the moment. Like if your life doesn't require that kind Mm. of, um, that strict schedule, then there's no real reason to force it in. It's only that I had um, priorities that I wanted to balance that, that that led me down that path of yeah crafting that more tr- traditional eight hour work day yeah um, yeah and I guess we've gone over um, your work schedule so um, I guess so the idea of kind of like forcing ourselves to produce work mm. over and over and kind of like forcing that creativity do you feel like that uh I mean, it's definitely obviously impacted your work, Mm. um, but do you feel like there's any kind of like positive outcome from forcing yourself to create like film after film after film after film? Like, what do you what what do you think we're kind of getting from that? Um, I don't know if this is exactly addressing your question, but Mm. like a lot of creativity comes from constraints. Yes, you know, yeah, absolutely. Especially when I'm shooting, you know, Mm. the couple might be like, you know, we want to do the first look this way or something or other, and Mm -hmm. like but that's going to be dumb and that I can't get my shots mm-hmm. that I w- would normally get. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 like work with it. Just mm. f- find a new way to do yeah. it, you know? Mm. And and without those constraints, without whether it's time mm. constraints or logistic constraints yeah. or whatever, um, you don't find new ways. Mm. And so, yeah, um, constraints are awesome. Like they are actually what has made me discover new ways to do things. Mm. So, um yeah, and that's yeah. and that yeah. and that I guess sense when you're forced, yeah. like it, it I guess really it, good. It's like your your drone st- st- stipulation. Mm. It's like that's a, a kind of a forced um, to find re- new ways to get restriction you put on yourself, which mm. forces you to be more creative around other ways to yeah, get other ways to do it. Not um, that I like. I'm not totally against drones. Yeah, but yeah. It's just but it's, within it's, reason, like, yeah, I feel yeah, yeah. that sometimes I overused in some way. Well, I mean, I I do a similar. I've done a similar thing around trying to. Um, 
limit slow motion because I feel like slow motion can be a thing, especially um, hundred frames. Yeah. I feel like hundred frames is a crutch that a lot of people. And then I, I certainly like when I got my first camera that could do hundred frames. It was a crutch that I found myself sort of falling on around like, oh, you can just film anything at hundred frames and kind of like whip the camera around and kind of just be a bit lazy around like it's it's abstract and it's like beautiful and like you know like grass moving yeah and, and, and sort of so i tried to sort of force myself into kind of okay like no more 100 frames and then even when i like because i tend to shoot most of the day at 50 yeah so that i've got the option of doing slow-mo but when i'm editing i try and go well, does it need to be slow motion can we do it at 25 instead and try yeah. and just do as much of the edit um uh yeah, kind yeah, of, as, kind of normal, normal and just use it as an effect. Use it as an effect and be, be a mainstream. bit more, um, uh, yeah, um, sparing with it. Mm, mm. Um, and that was yeah one of the yeah, and totally. and because that then led to the kind of the outcome of that um, constraint I put on on myself was more, I guess, kind of like quote unquote like cinematic storytelling around like crafting a little a little scene rather than just like a montage of slow motion shots. Yeah, because it's yeah. when you don't have slow motion, you got to try you, something else. You kind of like, something else. You got to sort of go with something else, and you sort of start to go, okay, we're gonna craft a little story here of the groom, like I don't know, like um, hopping out of the car, and then like you know, like giving his groomsman a hug, and then walking into the um, into the church or whatever, and then sitting up, and sort of you go from like shot, 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 and you create this little sequence rather than just like. Yeah. Slow motion, slow motion, slow yeah. motion, slow motion. So yeah, yeah. yeah, there are those little constraints you can put on yourself to kind of like f- yeah. force a, even a, new like way a different type of creativity to come. Totally. And um, I guess too, I, I, there's something I, I want to go back to that you mentioned earlier around um, that film you banged out in a day. And mm. how do you feel like that turned out? Um, the outcome. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, that's because that's kind of a, a a great example of like you literally force yourself. Yeah, sit down. Yeah, force yourself. Yeah. What do you feel like, and especially how that film differs maybe from some of your other films that took you a week or two to edit? Yeah. How does that film differ? Yeah. And if it doesn't, maybe talk a little yeah. bit about how you feel like. Yeah, I, I was completely happy with the edit, and it, and, and in some sense, it does maybe prove to you that you're just a bit lazy and doing it in a week when you can do it in a day. You know, yeah, you know, man, just don't be so distracted and just be focused, Jared. Yeah. You can actually be really good when you do that. Um, the particular edit that was um, like I've done it for a long time. Yeah. You you know the wedding you've shot. You know roughly yeah. how much content you got and yeah. and how long it's going to take you. And I just mm. knew I could do it in a day. There are yeah. some weddings that I just I wouldn't do the edit justice if I did it in a day. Yeah. You know? Mm. Um, but I just knew with this wedding, it was a reasonably simple storyline mm-hmm. and, I, and I could do it and it was fine. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, there are, I, I do work really well under pressure as well mm-hmm. um, and I actually kind of enjoy it. So yeah. Um, yeah, you do, your mind just kicks into a high mm. gear and you just do get super focused yeah. and it does work. So, yeah. And look, I've had those weddings too where it's mm. like, yeah, you'd either forgot or it's like it's pushing to the limit of the yeah. deadline and i've i yeah i've totally banged out a film but um in a day but i definitely couldn't do it over and over and over mm. again like there's there's an element of like yeah we're being lazy around like taking two weeks to do any of it but at the same time i don't think it's sustainable to try and force yourself to bang you know films out in just a day because you do m- miss out i think it's like all the experience of you creating films over two weeks has meant you can if you force yourself do it in yeah. a day but yeah. it, like, like i probably I think, I, th- I think doing that long term would would the work would suffer maybe maybe yeah 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 it'd be, it'd be interesting to see <laughs> yeah. i don't want to try i don't i, don't, I do not want to try do 20 w- weddings in 20 days that sounds <laughs> horrible yeah um and I guess to kind of to, to finish off the main topic, yeah. I'd love to kind of um, get your opinion on how you feel like how much of your work is an iteration of what you've done. So kind of like you working on 
de- developing what you've done in the past mm. and then innovating new ways of telling stories because i feel like the innovation side is where a lot of the kind of like creativity comes and what often is a lot harder to get and slower to come yeah and how do you kind of balance iteration versus innovation yeah in your work yeah um like there's some weddings where you you just get a good feeling there's going to be unique imagery that's yeah. happening and you you get a gauge for the couple mm-hmm. and like are they quite a progressive couple they're going to be okay with something a little mm-hmm. bit more unique you know and that's where you do really jump on it and push going this is going to be mm-hmm. i'm going to try and find something really innovative here um <clears throat> short story mm-hmm. um there was a couple where they said like we're going to have breakfast in the morning mm-hmm. before we separate. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, do you mind if I just come to breakfast? And so I met them in yeah. their room at like yeah. 7.50 in the morning, yeah. chucked a few mics mm-hmm. on them and got some conversation of them having breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then they went into the reception area and she was telling him like, you need to do this and this and this mm-hmm. and this and this and this and this yeah. and put this over here and do this. Yeah. And I got all this conversation. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, and I've never kind of captured that kind of scene before. Yeah. And so there are times where you're like, this is going to be a really more innovative product mm-hmm. and I know the client are okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, and so you can push harder than maybe what your portfolio suggests. Yeah. Um, but you definitely, there are some couples you've got to be a lot more careful with. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, I just, I really can't push it too far. Yeah. They seem a little mm-hmm. bit more structured and classical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I'm editing, I do definitely think about like, I, I think deeply about, you know, am I going down the right track here mm-hmm. with this couple? Will they yep. accept it? And I get maybe, if I shoot 20 weddings mm. a year, I probably get one every year where the couple come back to me going, it's, it's not, just not yeah. quite what mm. we're after, yeah. you know? Mm. And it breaks my heart because yeah. it's those it weddings yeah. that I feel like this is my best yeah. work. I'm yeah. pushing new ground here, yeah. you know? And yeah. you're just, you're trampling on me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, oh, come yeah. on. There's that, like, that, that, yeah, you're right. That totally comes. I had one just this season where I had this amazing shot that was at uh wedding was at Carrie Bay Boomrock up on the hill. Um and it's one of those venues where the guests have to arrive in a bus because mm, mm. there's no other way to get, mm. get up there. So the mm. well, guests are all getting out of the bus and the groom's waiting um to greet greet the guests. And my second shooter was filming that and then it basically was this three minute shot of the groom just hugging every single person getting off the bus. Yeah. And um and it was not just like a like eh, hug. It yeah, was like it was, good, it was that kind of like good hearty. Like they're hug. like hugging your soul kind of hugs. And yeah. like when his mum came off the bus, they just like looked at each other. And it was this beautiful shot. And I crafted this little scene where it was basically that shot, solid for three minutes. But I brought in um, split screens of the bride getting ready. Yeah, like in and out, and this yeah. split scene kind of split screen kind of like like pushed in and pushed out. Yeah. Um, but there was this three minute shot basically continuous the whole way through. That's ballsy. And then it, fin- and then it finished <laughs> with, because the, my second shooter was filming it on a gimbal. Basically once the last guest came off, the groom like spun around and then walked like with the last few guests out towards the edge of the, and just the carry platform and carried that yeah. on. And I was like, so stoked. I was like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, and they just this didn't, didn't work. They, didn't they, 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 they didn't no. want it. They yeah. wanted this the thing cut down and go. Oh, can we just have like the first three guests coming off the bus and maybe yeah. the last few and, yeah. and his mum and yeah. we'll cut that scene right down. I was like, oh, so man. I think I think there's no. Nah, it's good. Yeah. I think there's two ways, mm. two comments on mm. that. One is if you get maybe one mm. that you push a bit too far, yeah. then you probably know your um, have a good balance of. Iteration versus innovation, yeah. you know? Mm. You have to push just a little bit past the envelope and go, yes. oh, I've gone a little bit far. Yeah. If you're not, then mm. you're not trying hard enough, yeah. you know? Totally. So you need that a little bit. But I think the other thing that helps me guard against mm. getting pushed back on edits yeah. is I'll finish the edit and I leave it for three or four days. Mm. And then I come back it with a fresh look and I go, yeah. and sometimes I'm like, it's actually just not right. You know, this. I was super excited about this because it's the first time I've ever captured this imagery. Yeah. But... Um, sometimes you got to kill your darlings. You know, yep. you got to kill these amazing shots because yep. you know oh, it's just a bit too abstract. I don't think they're going to swallow it. Yeah, and you have to because mm-hmm. um, it's so subjective. You get locked into the way yep. you shot it. And oh, I'm so yeah, excited yeah. about yeah, this. Yeah. The couple see it differently, and you've yeah. got to try and put their filter on. Yeah, and watch it through mm-hmm. their eyes. So absolutely, and it's totally about knowing yourself too. Because I know I can be. I 
quite um i tend to gravitate to those long shots it's mm. something that in movies i've always loved i've yeah. loved like the big winners yeah and when you it, want to bring that into your films when, if you can. yeah and then <laughs> I, whenever we get like those really special like cool gimbal shots or whatever that just like have the perfect little flow like they could have been choreographed mm. and they're just perfect but you they want go to on, put the whole thing but, but it goes on like 40 seconds yeah, like, yeah 40 seconds to a minute and it's like you want to put the whole thing in but yeah it's hard to about, cut you know, it it's hard to be disciplined to know what's right for that yeah um yeah totally yeah um cool well i mean i'm kind of happy to kind of wrap the main uh yeah. topic up around there i mean i think yeah. we talked about some great stuff yeah, around, it was good around um especially around like creating a mindset for yourself that allows for the creativity to come because it's like if we've if we've got to do it it's more about creating the time that allows it to come yeah well, than, well knowing yeah. yourself knowing yourself. when you are created what exactly. are the conditions that yep. work for you yep. and then maybe mm. forcing everything else to get get your shit together yep. so that yep. you can put yourself yeah. in that spot yeah yeah so it's like forcing the work. creativity is almost like forcing everything else around it yeah and then and which and allowing, allowing it to be cold exactly yeah. totally yeah and so to kind of t- to wrap up the episode i kind of want to talk about something that's not related to wedding films although uh the 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 subject that you picked is still related to wedding so I, I, I wonder if you want to kind of start us off around your uh your um movie or tv show of of choice um yeah so i pretty much don't watch tv at all i don't yeah. have a netflix account or anything like that yeah. um i occasionally just buy movies off itunes i just yeah <laughs> i don't really watch tv the last series i watched was breaking bad yeah and before that was lost yeah which is 10 years ago mm-hmm. um but i somehow just somehow they just caught me and hooked me <laughs> this bloody married at first sight um australian one the dreaded and it's just so good <laughs> like i just love it every day yeah. when i watch it i just yeah. i love it um, but I was watching it and it's hugely dramatic um, yeah. the way they just mm. like the, the editing is so mm. much more dramatic than probably the reality actually yeah. is. And then my flatmate, um, she's watching the American Bachelor mm-hmm. and she just happened to plug it into the main TV. She normally yeah. just watches it on a laptop in a room. Mm. And so I watched it yeah. for, for one episode yeah. and I was like, because it's kind of a similar theme. It's reality mm. TV about yeah. falling in love, right? Yeah. But I was like, this is so different. This mm. just feels way different. Mm. And it just feels so much more genuine and rich. And it just pulled me right in. And I was just like, what, what is it about mm. this conversation? Like, it's just, are they better actors or something? Mm. Or is it just a genuinely more real connection? The Bachelor was better? Or was yeah. Better? Yeah, The right. Bachelor. And I was like, man, what is it? And I was like, I finally clicked. I was like, they're not using music. I was like, whoa, there's like two minute scenes where it's just conversation. Yeah. Where's Married at First Sight is music through the whole yeah. thing, really dramatic. And it was. Because that's something that we definitely don't really do in wedding films is, is no take music. The music away. Yeah. And, and, um, oh, you were talking about it before about something I can't remember. But when you use slow motion, I think, yeah, yeah. when you use too much of one thing, yeah. you, it, it kind of just gets lost. Yeah. And, and, and then it doesn't have the effect that it should have. Yeah. And so it kind of inspired me in my films. I was like, mm. um, well, part of creativity mm. is question everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, why do my highlight films have to have music attached mm. to them? It's because it's the way we've always done it. Yep. But why do we have to have music in our highlight yeah, films? Yeah. And I've often thought, I was like, I wonder if I can create an entire four-minute film without any music. And I don't think I can. Yeah. I think you do need music yeah. there. But especially my longer yeah. feature films, mm. I'll go 40, 50 seconds without a song between different yeah. songs. Mm. And I'll just use ambient sounds or someone yeah. talking. And it really just goes, mm. whoa, this is different. Mm. This, whatever's happening now must be really important because yeah. it's different from everything else. Yeah, you're, And it's good. Like, mm. Yeah, you're totally right because it's something that we've just fallen into the habit of, of like wedding films being music the whole time. Mm. Whereas it's like movies, documentaries, TV shows. Long times without music. They have super long times without music. And especially over dialogue yeah there's and it's you often notice when movies and tv shows use music over dialogue because it's quite unique like Grey's anatomy is a show that uses music pop over, songs yeah pop songs and music with um with lyrics over dialogue and they they fade those lyrics up and down in between the moments of um moments of dialogue between mm. characters but it's quite mm. unique and specific to that show and mm. you know and like documentaries and stuff especially like 
there's huge periods without yeah. without music. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's probably something that we could just experiment with, experiment eh? with, and see just what start, happens. Just yeah. start your highlights film with. 20 yeah. seconds and maybe it's the groom's speech mm. without music and yeah. then when people are watching it shit like this is different yeah. like maybe mm. what you know yeah and they'll, they'll probably do that thing around like that they don't know why it's different until they realise yeah. oh, and then the music kicks yeah. and you're like oh cool yeah, yeah. but yeah. I don't know like yeah. just question these things you know yeah. why do we have to do it the way that mm. everyone else does it totally alright well I think that's a great place to finish off yeah, um, yeah. Uh, where can uh, people find you and find your work if they want to go in a bit? Um, uh, perspectives.co.nz yeah. um, and then we have Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. So that's um, pretty much us. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. and then and then I'm Side Project Films if you want to look up uh, my stuff. And um, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Th- thanks for com- coming along. And, yeah, um, no worries. Hopefully, uh, I'm going to start these out as uh, once a month. So the ne- next episode will, will be out uh, this time next month. Stay um, tuned. Stay tuned and we'll see how we go from there. But um, I think um, once a month for now is, is uh, sustainable f- for, the, for, the, for the first few, few and we'll see how we go from there. But uh, thank, thank, thanks very much and no we'll worries. see you next time. It's good. Cheers, Dean. Sweet. Done. Lovely. Lovely.